awesome. <laughs> it's just going to be laughing the whole time. It really oh, is. We started, we started recording, guys. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Maggie and Alex, you guys have waited a long time for this. And... <laughs> This is this is it. This is what you worked so hard to achieve. Mm. You finally made it on the podcast. How do you feel right now? Nervous, intimidated. <laughs> yeah, me too. Honored <laughs> and yet so anxious. Um, but I think it'll be fine. It'll be good. I think that people will like you. So <laughs> who are you guys, basically? So we've been friends since Sophomore year of high school. My freshman year, but yes. Yeah. So, oh. Alex's yes. baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm a year younger. So how many years is that? Because we're now, we're like third years, second years in college. I am dyslexic, so I will not be answering that question. <laughs> Hold on. Sophomore year, junior, senior, freshman, sophomore, six years, five six years. Six years. Yeah. Whoa. A long time. If you did the math before this, why did you ask us? <laughs> I I did do the math. <laughs> Just to prove if you guys could count. <laughs> oh, and I didn't even try. I tapped out so fast. You're like, I'm dyslexic. Goodbye. <laughs> Sorry. Not happening. So we met because we were all like those really weird music theater kids. <laughs> Peter and choir. We were double whammy. Oh, yeah. But we're all pretty talented, I would say. Uh, <laughs> we're all, like, really talented, I guess. No, I'm just kidding. But that's how we met. That's how we met. Um, do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Like, provide any background information? Or we just not? I'll, I'll introduce myself. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, who are you? Because. Who am I? My name is Maggie. Um, I'm currently a junior slash kind of senior with my hours. I don't know what's happening. Anyway, at Cleveland State University, um, I study music therapy, which is the coolest thing ever. Um, and yeah, that's, that's who I am. I'm a student at the moment. <laughs> Do you have any, can you tell us about your squirrel things? Oh, <laughs> um, when well currently it's been really really freaking cold um we had like one nice day like four days ago where the weather finally felt nice again and I realized how much I miss being outside but whenever it is nice outside and I have free time I literally just sit there for hours feeding the squirrels on my campus <laughs> like straight up Every minute of every day that I'm not in class, I will be outside feeding squirrels. So every time I see a squirrel, I think of you. And I literally was about to grab Thank like you. a bag of peanuts the other day and just sit outside and feed the squirrels that. Thank you. In my trash can. <laughs> yeah. Now, now that I <laughs> now that I can't sit outside because it's so cold, all I do is watch uh, South Park. So. <laughs> oh. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> okay, Alex, your turn. Okay, okay. This. Who are you? I'm not. Don't tell the people that. I don't want them to know. <laughs> I already said it, though. It's fine. All right. Hi, I'm Alex. Um, I'm a sophomore musical theater major 
at Nazareth College in Rochester, New York. Uh, and that's, yeah, that's it. Alex is very talented. Yeah, she's really talented. Oh. She just doesn't want to say it. Well, thank you. <laughs> what do you want to do after you graduate? I want to work on the Disney cruise ships as a main stage performer. You want to be a pr- princess? Yeah, I do want to be a princess. <laughs> what princess? Uh, oh my god, I want to be Anna from Frozen Aww. or Belle. I feel like those are the ones whose personality. No, I literally. Why do I see you as Ariel? Oh, or that one. Ariel's she loves Ariel. I do love Ariel. She's yeah. an icon of Disney Plus. You would be Ariel. Thank you. So okay. Much. <laughs> so that's a little intro about YouTube, but we're going to be talking about a lot more than that. <laughs> no, but to give the listeners a little background, what are your guys' favorite memories of us? Of us? Like, what? Like, are there any memories that stand out to you? The one that stands out to me is when we made grilled cheese sandwiches. It was, like, Halloween. Do you remember that? I was going to say that. I was going to say, I have such very distinct memories of us on Halloween specifically. Because we always had rehearsals on Halloween. So we could never, like, I don't know. We wouldn't go trick-or-treating, but not important we always had rehearsal so we dressed up for (laughs) rehearsal and we always got ready together and we always did a group costume and it was really cute and I that's one of my favorites grilled cheese we made grilled cheese that my grilled cheese and we were like 80s girls or whatever okay I remember the 80s girls I don't it honestly I don't have any memories from high school (laughs) yeah you did say you like blacked out that part of your life so um, I do. Have, I do have memories of us, though. That's good. I like, like a nice. Um, I think what I <laughs> most liked about every time that we were together, my house was like the casual oh. hangout spot, mm-hmm. like the cool, the cool basement. You know, order a pizza, watch a movie, sleep on the floor. I'd sleep on the floor. You guys would bitch at me and sleep on the couches. No, I'll we sleep on the, the air mattress now. <laughs> No, I get the couch at Emily's house. At Maggie's house, I sleep either on the bigger couch that you took away, so I don't sleep there anymore, or the the air mattress has been my recent my recent go to. Yes, I would love to hear what you have to say about my house. Maggie doesn't like being at my house. <laughs> so my house was the casual spot. Emily's house is strictly when we wanted to party with her mother <laughs> and her father. And then, wait, wait, wait! I have a comment. I have a comment. Mediator. How come every time, every time you guys came over to my house, it somehow ended up where one of you were crying drunk at the kitchen table, and my mom was giving us a sex talk? How did that? That was literally. We would talk to your mom. I honestly think your mom is the reason that you're doing this with your life, is because your mom was just so open about everything and so brutally honest. Like she told us what we needed to hear and so that's why whenever like we would go to your house when we needed advice and then <laughs> we, ha- we hated going to Alex's house because her dogs are the worst okay first of all I have two adorable goddamn dogs no, named Max and Rosie dogs. and they're the sweetest thing Maggie and Emily are sadists who don't <laughs> enjoy animals for some reason my dogs are just very energetic and they just love yeah. people they aren't mean they're very kind 
and these two are just bitches about it. Anyway, yes. anytime okay, Alex was like, so pizza at my house, Emily and I would definitely <laughs> not be about it. It's like, oh. one, are your dogs going to be put away? And two, did you clean your room? <laughs> okay, that's called having depression. Um, a little known fact about me, I have depression. And so I would often have what is called a depression room. And then you know, he would make fun of me, which is super fun. Okay, that's for another podcast episode. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Okay, so we've had some fun times for sure. Um, oh, yeah. But today, Ooh. I'm going to give you all a little inside look into our personal life and talk about some of our experiences with relationships and sex. So mm-hmm. I think all three of us have been pretty open about things like regarding sex, masturbation, all that stuff from a pretty young age. With each yes. other, yeah. With, With each, each other. other. Each other, everything. Yes. Like, I can remember, I don't remember what grade it was, but you guys were like, let's get vibrators together. And it I was, was like, junior year. I was like, what's a vibrator? Like, I did not even. I know. It was so bad. And I still don't have one to this day. But What? I, no, what? I know. I literally keep talking about it. And I need to get one. And I think about you guys. But maybe I'll get one soon. <laughs> that is a must-have. We got the shittiest little ones from Spencer's. But it was the most exhilarating day of my life. Yeah. It takes AAA batteries. You guys have leveled up, I bet. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> now. I'm not joking. All of I, like just, I just bought a new one. So Oh my yeah. god. Okay, then I need to get on I need to get on that train. Yes, you do. Well, I used to okay. You know what? Nothing is TMI. I have always been doing that alone. And then I just started using, like, you know one of those facial cleaner brushes? Like, Alexandria, white! <laughs> oh, we're getting, like, deep and honest. I mean, that's the truth. And then I got one of those. That's all that matters. I just wanted to give the people a, yeah, like, a little timeline. <laughs> but I didn't know what I was doing. I was just like, this is great. Why doesn't anyone do this? Because nobody yeah. talks about it. Use whatever resources you have. All right, Quite moving literally. <laughs> So, I want to talk about this stuff more. Like, I'm not a sex therapist or anything, but I think that a lot of the things with, like, food, stress, mental health can all impact, like, your sex life, your sex drive. Um, So, I want to just, like, normalize this conversation, especially for females, just to get, like, our experiences out there to show it's okay to want certain things. It's okay to not be okay with certain things. It's okay to wait. Mm-hmm. It's okay to not wait, to set boundaries. And I think all three of us have had very different relationships, but we can all mm-hmm. agree on some of the same things. So yes. just like sharing those those experiences. Yeah. All right. Let's first start with the relationship side of things because I just want to ease the listeners into this conversation. Um <laughs> Probably take out that other part then. <laughs> yeah, take out the face brush part, but um, yeah, anyway. good idea. <laughs> so we're on a relationship right now, which is a big win for all three of us. <laughs> yes, yes. Never happened. Like that in the history. It has of been a while. Never happened. I feel like it's definitely happened one time, but 
at least two of us were in unhealthy relationships. So now <laughs> yes. it's a little bit more stable. Yeah, two of us, and then we look back at it, and it yes. was all three of us. Oh yeah. <laughs> Looking back, we're all like, okay, that was wrong. That was not um, correct. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> talk about. Let's talk about some of the challenges you guys had to go through to get there to find your person right now at the moment. You don't have to go like super in depth, but maybe what were just like some of the things that you put up with in previous relationships that you were like oh not. God. Okay, I have some. Okay. So this will be good. Okay, thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I never had those relationships in middle school that everybody else had where they were like, oh my God, we're boyfriend and girlfriend for a day. I never even had that. No one ever showed any interest in me, any interest in me until junior year of high school, genuinely. And I was always pining after people and they were not pining after me, which was fine. Unrequited love, (laughs) whatever. Finally got into my first relationship. Wasn't great. Got out of my first relationship and was searching for a relationship for a while. And because of that, I settled for people who just didn't value me as a human being they just wanted like like someone to emotionally be there for them and physically be there for them but not to commit to them which sucked for me because it went through a lot of like am I worth it why doesn't anyone want me like like seriously and then as soon as I stopped looking for a relationship and I was like screw it I'm just going to have fun, talk to whoever the hell I want. I deleted all my dating apps because that was really bad for me personally. Those were not helping me. And then and then I met my current boyfriend just from like in life from I he was a friend of mine and now we're dating and I am so happy. <laughs> that was me. So like the self-worth. Yes. I I deleted my dating apps because I was like, I am tired of meeting these people who just don't value me as a person. And so I'm going to focus on myself and start dating myself. This is something me and my therapist talked about. Date yourself (laughs) first. Take yourself on dates. I started going to Starbucks and Barnes Noble every Saturday and getting myself a coffee and then reading whatever book I was reading or buying a new one. And like you, yeah, journaling about like loving myself first. And it helped a lot for me. What about I you? honestly, yeah, I honestly think I did basically the same exact thing where like last summer was just such a self-loving summer. Just like, yes. again, be- being in the sun, like every second I could get, getting myself coffee when I wanted it, taking walks and just feeling like good about myself. Um, also, but the time, like, right prior to that was my Tinder hoe phase. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, and I, I was scared for you. I was scared also. Many, I, I was scared. Here's, here's the thing. I was having the time of my life. I felt, yes. like, hot shit. Um, Making I felt very decisions. I felt, I, felt very, I felt very college and, you know, yada, yada, yada. Um. But just like Alex said, I wanted more commitment, I guess. I realized that I like meeting the friends and I like meeting the parents and I like being someone that they just like always bring around. And so it would it would break my freaking heart. And I never learned that these 
people I was meeting straight up just wanted to fuck. <laughs> so when, you know, when it got to be, say, like a month or two went by and they wanted nothing more than that, I was like, what is going on? I was like, I'm such a cool person. And I gave True. my all to these people. Like, oh, I was so the same way. Like putting um, so much effort in. Yeah, so much effort and getting so little back. Um, and so my dating app experience was just like, all over the place but I did meet my current boyfriend um at the end of my awesome summer um on tinder (laughs) which thank god because he allowed me to delete those apps um but he actually super liked me he didn't just swipe (gasps) right I super liked me you didn't know that no yeah he's super liked me and I was like what so yeah I did meet him there and he was the best thing to come out of that so so okay that leads me to my next question how did both of you know like oh okay this relationship could go somewhere this boy or this guy's boyfriend material like how did you know oh my god (laughs) I have one so I started out my relationship with Andrew so we were friends who I I had a crush on him and we would flirt but then he would like sometimes not flirt so I was like I don't know what's going on I'm just gonna like kind of pine after him a little bit like every time I see him but then like not not think too much on it we started hanging out and I thought that it was gonna be one of those things that we like the same thing that I was used to just like emotionally like investing in each other having sex and then nothing would come out of it and then the third time we hung out with like we hadn't slept together we had just like hung out and talked the whole time he (laughs) we were sitting in his room and he was like so I really like you as a person and I was like um excuse me we're supposed to be not being open and honest (laughs) about this for another like month or so what do you think you're doing and so that that really started things off and then I slept with him which I think is okay because I felt safe with him and that and it just happened in very organically and he made his intentions clear like he was like I like you I don't spend time with people the way that we're spending time unless I am like invested in them basically that was mine um for me wait what was the question can you repeat the question yeah so like when you first met your boyfriend how did you know like oh he's boyfriend material oh oh okay so literally from like day one with my boyfriend I have just been unapologetically my messy and annoying self like every single date he's gotten the tears and the burps and he's seen me drunk and (laughs) Just like seriously, can just he's allowed me to just be a mess in front of him, and he also gets my my beautiful side. Um, but I think I think he is one hundred percent the most comfortable I have ever been around a man, and for me that has just been so absolutely important because every day he still shows and tells me how much he loves me. Mm. And I really, I really 
really love and appreciate that because I am my authentic self in front of him and knowing that I can <laughs> literally be a mess one night and he will still be there to like take care of me or laugh like it is just so reassuring and so heartwarming so it's very good it's very healthy I love yeah him. it feels like you don't have to work at it almost yeah, yes exactly yeah. like it's just I'm so not, easy yes exactly. and I'm not used to like the reaffirming like having someone who like wants to tell you that they love you often is like such a cool feeling because I always found myself saying it but like with Andrew he says it a lot as well it makes me feel good I'm not used to it Mm -hmm. but I like it okay so let's get into the the juicy details oh god (laughs) all right looking back to the first time you had sex so that can be just oral or like full on all the way penetration. <laughs> <laughs> I was like trying Are to phrase that better. That? I don't I know. I didn't like the one that you chose. I'm sorry. <laughs> what would you have said? I don't know. I don't like that word. <laughs> penetration. Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. So Guys, aggressive. Literally, I'm sorry. All right. Anywho. Okay. Okay. So you don't have to give any details. Like I, I really don't need to know any specific <laughs> details. <laughs> Basically, just like walk me through it. Like, were you ready? Did you feel pressure from any <laughs> external sources, like society? I don't know the person you were with. Um, what emotions did you feel during it? After were they good, bad? Why do you think you felt that way? Can Let's, I start? Yeah. Get yes, into Maggie. It. Go. Um, the first time I sucked a dick, (laughs) I felt like the baddest bitch ever. (laughs) I literally, I'm not kidding. I felt so powerful and just so proud of myself. And it was a moment and I so vividly remember it. And I look back on it fondly. Um, anyway. The first time I had sex, um, I don't want to say I wasn't ready. Um, it was definitely with someone who I loved and he made me feel comfortable and, uh, you know, that was good. But I did have that like societal pressure because um, it was the day before my 19th birthday And something in me was just like, oh, my God, I need to lose my virginity at 18. First of all, virginity is a construct, but you know what I mean? Um, I was like, I I need to lose my virginity at 18. I just it was something that I felt like needed to happen. So I would say I was ready with him, but like did feel really rushed and really pressed to make it happen sooner. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um. I'm assuming, like, you don't regret it at all. Like, did you, I don't know. I just remember, like, for me, I just got really emotional. And I, so I, I. don't know why. Like, because, like you said, it is just a construct. Like, it's not, yeah. I, I didn't put any, like, major weight on it. But I can remember just, like, crying. But I wasn't sad. Like, I just felt, I don't know, emotions. Like, I, I don't know. Understand that. Yeah, uh, I think I, yeah. I think I didn't think about it 
too much, but that's just because it hurt like a mofo. <laughs> like <laughs> it hurt so bad. <laughs> uh, but I think I think I did have that moment afterwards where I was just like, "Oh my god, that just happened." Yeah. What? Yes. What? Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Straight up, such a different experience than you two. Okay, this was my first relationship ever, and like I grew up going to Catholic school, so a lot of Catholic guilt on me. Like I grew up in a place where like if you had sex before you were married, you were a bad person, straight up. Like you were not a good person, and I had that shoved down my throat from like a young age. So I had a lot of that in my head. And once I got to high school and I met you guys, I realized that, like, sexuality is, like, okay to talk about and, like, you don't have to, like, be ashamed of it. So when I was in my first relationship, I was with someone who I wish that wouldn't have happened with because I didn't feel safe with that person. And I had consent issues with that person. So that wasn't great. And I was emotional afterwards because I didn't fully feel ready for that to have happened and as soon as I said yes I regretted it because I was like I don't think I'm ready for this actually and I just didn't feel safe I felt like the reason I was doing it was to make the other person happy not to make myself happy mm-hmm. and I was like I've said that I love him that's what I thought that I was waiting for now that I've done it I should just get it over with quote unquote mm-hmm. not the way you want to go into that so I didn't have a good experience losing my virginity. I had a good experience, um, like, doing oral. I was, like, for sure good with that. But, like, there's something <laughs> different. <laughs> I was, like, that's not an issue. I'm, I'm killing the game. But uh, there's an issue. It's, like, a deeper-rooted issue, at least for people who have had, like, religious trauma. That is just a lot more serious than I was letting myself uh letting myself believe it was I've been told that my catholic guilt makes me like a little frisky (laughs) yes oh I mean that makes sense I have (laughs) had like men look at me in the eyes and be like this is the catholic in you and I'm like (laughs) oh okay Okay. never fucking do with that I don't know how I feel about that (laughs) yeah we did not need to know that (laughs) saying (laughs) Alex going back to what you're saying about like trust and consent and all of that or like even just having sex to make the other person happy I think that even if you are in a very like loving supportive relationship you can definitely put that pressure on yourself like let's say you aren't feeling sex or you're experiencing like low sex drive you might feel like shit like I need to have sex to like make this like if I don't have sex with this person they will be disappointed they like won't be happy and so that kind of brings me to my next question that I have for you guys regarding like creating a foundation for sex in a relationship so when you're in a relationship you may see the person a lot you may live with them you may talk to them frequently um, and there is much more that goes into sex than maybe just a one night stand, obviously. Um, so you may have sex more frequently. You may begin to try new things in the bedroom. How do you guys talk about sex in your relationship? 
Like, is it pretty open and a comfortable conversation? Um, currently, yes. Um, I am at a point right now where um, I've kind of had to like restart my meds. I'm on, you know, like various anxiety meds and, and SSRI. And I didn't have any for like three weeks. Um, and so right now I'm like basically starting them over and it has, I, it has fucked my libido. Like, <laughs> that was a funny choice of word. Cause that's <laughs> not what I'm, that is not what I'm doing with my life right now. Um, <laughs> I have zero libido, zero sex drive. Um, and you know, when I first started, this was up until recently. So up until like three weeks ago, my boyfriend and I, um, had a very healthy sex life, very open. The communication was awesome. Um, and then this medication thing happened and it is just gone for me at the moment. And so right now I have so much guilt and I am honestly like apologizing to him every single day. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I, I don't, I, I just, I don't have any interest in it right now. And honestly, it's kind of branching into like not even wanting to like make out. And I kind of talked to my, my therapist about this and she was saying how, you know, the fear of like, or like not wanting to make out or kiss or be just like intimate, like cuddling wise, that's just a fear of it leading to sex, which is what I guess I'm trying to avoid. So she's like, I don't know. She really justified all of my feelings and made them all make sense um yeah but like literally just today I apologized to him and he was like Maggie I don't even know what you're apologizing for like I got to spend all night with you just talking and cuddling and just being with you and that's all I'm looking for and I was Gosh. like oh so- okay yeah. so like where sorry to cut you off Alex but no, where okay. where do you think like why do we feel that way? Do you know what I mean? That's what I was just going to say. Just Why do we feel so bad sad. about like, not having sex? Yeah, even with like a partner that loves us and tells us it's okay, we still feel. It is, it is for me 100% just what I learned from my past relationships. And not like, not like labeled relationships like my boyfriend, but like my whole fucking Tinder spree. Um, I kind of, I literally, I got it in my head after being rejected so many times that men were with me just for the physical side of things. And so even now, and I've been with my boyfriend for almost seven, seven months and two days. Oh my God. Um, even now I cannot fathom the fact that he is okay with taking a break, um, with intimacy with me. Mm -hmm. so which and again like he's proved to me every single day that that is not the case but I'm still unlearning my past uh ideas (laughs) I guess no that makes complete sense yeah what about you that's how it is for me too my experience was in I didn't know that um, if you told someone that you weren't like feeling like having sex and then they said something along the lines of, oh, come on, please, whatnot, that Ugh. is sexual assault. Straight up, that is sexual assault. I didn't know that. And that was something that I experienced a lot. So it is baffling to me and it hurts my heart so much that good people 
like us have to apologize for not wanting something to do with our bodies. Like we, we are involved in the sexual act, but we're like, I'm so sorry that I don't feel like doing this incredibly intimate thing with you right now. I apologize. That is so yep. shitty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so sad. So do you feel like Alex with you and your boyfriend, you have a pretty open relationship regarding not open relationship, but like <laughs> not an open <laughs> I'm not used to it and so I'm always like oh my god I'm the best boyfriend that he like respects my boundaries and consent that's the bare minimum <laughs> that far is on the floor that would be expected <laughs> but I'm literally I am like oh my god we've all found people who respect our boundaries we are winning and that's so sad yes. first of all but yes all I have to say okay I can't remember safe words to save my life I often forget them um so our safe word is safe word I literally have to like start the word and it's we're stopped and he's checking on me and asking me what's going on if I'm okay that's happened multiple times I never thought that it would be okay to stop in the middle and I have done it and it has been completely fine and then I'm able to like either I'm done for the night or okay sorry I don't know what happened that was painful for a second or whatnot and then we talk about it and keep going or whatever it's like so wonderful no, have you I guys st- ever had? Have you guys ever had a man pull the um, blue balls card on you? Because yes, I, I oh, have. Yes, 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 I have. Yeah. Oh my god! Sorry, I just want to breathe. Me home like this. Um, Shut up, Alex. Oh, sorry. <laughs> wait, <laughs> what were you just saying? Oh, oh okay. God. I'm so glad okay. that you brought up the like. It's okay to stop in between. Yes. Like oh it's okay. Yes. Um, I think that. And I know we'll talk about this later in the episode, but there are definitely like, expectations that we think we should yeah. live up to in sex. And I know like with my boyfriend, there have been so many times where I'm like, maybe all of a sudden I just am not into it like halfway in or yeah. maybe my stomach, like I'm literally going to vomit. <laughs> 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 he can tell immediately. And I think that a good guy that respects your boundaries We'll be able to tell. We'll ask if you're okay and we'll stop. Yes. Yes. Like, absolutely. Yeah. That's what, like, just, it's just basic human decency. Like, it doesn't matter who your partner is. If you ask them to stop and they don't, you should not be in a sexual situation with that person. Period. And yes. it does not matter if they're, if, it's just so sad that so many people our age have to clarify that it hurts my heart so much because that's what we're taught and it sucks yeah and you you'll know a good guy when you see how he reacts to yes certain things Uh, actually oh yes what are some like have you guys set any boundaries or like do you know oh I like this I don't like this I don't want anything near my butt Sorry, no I don't want it. It, I don't want it to tear. I'm too scared. I'd like it to not. It's not gonna tear, bitch. I don't know. I don't <laughs> know how it works, and I'm scared of it. And I get plenty of happiness from the other hole. So. See, this is so <laughs> funny because I literally just bought a butt plug. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
my god, Maggie. It has, like, it has like a diamond on the end. No, it doesn't. It's I Have swear you seen to the god. Ones with the tails. I often see those. Oh, I did say I would get that one as a joke, but I also would rather I would rather Please die. Don't. Please don't. <laughs> I don't know if I'm um, okay with that. I learned uh like a year. I don't even God, I have no concept of time. I learned from someone <laughs> that I am not into like BDSM. Mm-hmm. I guess I really thought that I would be. He was like, Are you a sub? And I'm like, Yeah, crazy. Um but for me, <laughs> that for me, for me that just meant like I don't make the decisions. Like uh, it, oh, for yeah. me, it was much less intense. And so I told him I was a sub, and the next thing I knew, he was like, Okay put this blindfold on, get on the floor. And I was like, hold on. (laughs) No. Full stop. Full stop. Um, And I hated it. I literally hated it so much. Um, But, but did not tell him no. And did not Ah. tell him to stop because I was too nervous. Mm. So it was terrible and I hated it. And, and and I did not know how to tell him I hated it. So, Mm. That was that. Yep. I think guys like don't realize sometimes how rough they can be. Mm-hmm. Oh, so aggressive. We are very gentle creatures. Like we don't creatures. Creatures. Oh my God. No, and I think that like women. I think that the sometimes the best sex can be like very gentle, intimate, and it's not like crazy. I agree. Oh. Emily, I feel like I had this conversation with you, like, years ago. For some reason, this is, like, bringing back deja vu. And we were like, we're just gentle. <laughs> when the fuck did I say that? Oh, God. I don't know, bitch. I don't know. Okay, well, we're not talking about me here. All right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Quite so literally is your podcast, we... but continue. <laughs> okay, you guys literally jumped ahead to this next question. I was going to ask you about Sorry. your sex drive. Um, oh. Going back to the low sex drive, though, because I know this is something a lot of females experience. I mean, you can have low sex drive from a lot of things, from birth control, medication, hormonal imbalances, if you're stressed, if you're not eating enough. Um, and you may even start to experience, like, a lower sex drive if you've maybe been with a partner for a long time and it's, like, become yeah. very repetitive and maybe less exciting for you. Have you guys experience that okay I don't okay go ahead Al go ahead I haven't with okay I also have never been in what I would consider a long-term relationship my longest relationship was six months and so there wasn't really time for like it, it wasn't happening for long enough that I got bored type situation and in the current relationship with that I'm in no I am not used to having such a high sex drive, but I do. I think partially because I've started working out and uh, drinking enough water and eating enough food and, like, putting fuel back into my body. I don't know. I read somewhere that that was a thing that can happen. So I think that might be one of the reasons. And also, I'm very attracted to my current partner. So right now, I'm I'm hanging out. But there are there have been days where I just don't want to. There's not a reason. It's not because of them. Or, the, like, it's not because of the person that I'm with. It's just, like, I'm not feeling it. And it just happens sometimes. It's not a bad thing. 
Yeah. I I think for me right now, my low sex drive, my low sex drive is purely like medical. Um, I have had, you know, long extended conversations with my partner about how the low sex drive does like make me nervous just because I'm preconditioned. Again, like I said, we're like, if I don't want to have sex with this person or if this person doesn't want to have sex with me, they're not interested in me. Um, which is not the case. Um, but my boyfriend is so wonderful and he allowed me to open up how I was talking to him about just how, um, I was like, you know, sometimes it makes me nervous that my low libido is like deeply, more deeply rooted into like our relationships and like, do I, do I have a problem with you? Is there a problem with me that I'm overthinking? Um, and he allowed me to just be open and we just like talked three things and no I think we are very in love with each other um (laughs) and we are we are already very open on whether or not we are feeling intimate um or you know feeling beautiful with ourselves because sometimes when I just have like a really negative self-image day the thought of someone touching me is just like Mm. absolutely not absolutely not um but I think right now it's just my freaking hormones adjusting to what to whatever is happening. Um, but I completely understand. Like, I understand why you would ask that. It makes sense. No, I'm glad that you brought up the point about if you're having a bad body image day. Um, because I think that I've definitely had days where I'm like, absolutely not today. I, I just don't feel there mentally. Yeah. Especially mm-hmm. like with my body and stuff. And I think just finding somebody that, like, loves you for you and accepts your body and loves your body for how it is and, like, makes that very known to you um, so you feel, like, as comfortable as possible. And that's just going to make, like, the intimacy mm. better, stronger. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so oh <laughs> watching porn and masturbating. Oh, yeah. <laughs> why, are girls, right. why are girls so ashamed to talk about this so we're gonna start off with porn Ugh. okay porn can be very deceiving based on the situations because yeah. they're literally actors and it's staged yeah. um and it can be deceiving based on the way it portrays the female like yes. how rough the sex is, the things she's yes. doing, what she looks like, the positions. Yeah. Um, so have you ever watched porn and felt like kind of embarrassed or think you aren't like doing enough? Yes. Literally, For me, yeah. it's I just see how beautiful those women are. And I'm yes. like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Also, I like I, I always need to remind myself like after the fact, like you said, they're actors <laughs> so and so their reactions to things aren't necessarily real and so again like sometimes going back to just like sex when I'm not having a reaction that I have seen on some stupid video that I've watched by myself I'm like oh my god what are we doing wrong why don't we have this explosive connection it's because <laughs> it's not real it's because it's not a real thing I I've started watching on Pornhub 
because that was the only thing that I knew like that was like the thing like the title the only title I had heard and when I moved into watching <laughs> well that's the theme I- song <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know, that is the Pornhub theme song. They are recruiting Maggie to re-record it. (laughs) (laughs) But when I moved into watching ethically sourced porn with all, like, Pornhub has a lot of shady shit going on and just should not be supported as a company. They're... The one that I go on is Balesa, which is a women-owned porn company (gasps) that makes porn for women. I've seen that one. Yes. And so they, like, take into consideration, like, the actors and what they want, like, like from this whole situation. And it just makes it more realistic. Like, it's not, it's still actors, but it's made from the viewpoint of, like, women. It's not all, is this, like. Is this the website where the women look just, like, so real and beautiful, too? Yes. And, like, yeah. filming, they film all of their episodes kind of the same. And, like, they have episodes where, like, they can choose the actors that they're with. And it's, like, oh, my God, crossover type situation. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, a crossover episode. Oh, my God. It's just, like, good to know that, like, everyone on there is consenting to be on there. And, like, it's ethically sourced. That's, like, the most important thing with porn. Yeah, yes. I think... At such a young age, like, when you start watching porn, you're like, oh, wow, this is how it's supposed to be. Yes. And it can just put that in your mind, and it's just not realistic at all. Mm-mm. Um, What are some positives, though, that you guys have experienced through porn? Ooh, um, <laughs> I got something. Um, I it has too. definitely helped me realize my sexuality. I am a bisexual <laughs> woman. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, and, yeah, I was gonna say something else, but Alex, take over, because now I'm thinking. Okay, well, I was gonna say the exact same thing. I repressed my sexuality for quite a long time because of that whole Catholic guilt thing, which is super lame. But, yeah, when I started watching porn, I was like, women? Okay, I'll do that Oh, more. I know what I, I was know. gonna say. Was you gonna bring- say. Well, you brought up, you brought up the, Catholic- the Catholics. Um, yes. I remember going to like <laughs> weekend retreats. Oh my! Oh god. my god! These Don't weekend even. Catholic retreats, where basically they would separate all of the boys and oh. all of the girls. There's like a there's like a running joke about this, where like all the boys would go outside and play kickball while the girls <laughs> sat inside and were told they were whores. And they were told, like we were literally told the dangers of sex and being modest to men. Um, do not be distracting to men. Yeah, I had, I literally had a priest, a priest come in one day and I was fucking like, I had to have been 14, 14 years old. And he was like, and he was like, if you watch porn, you're a sinner. And I was like, sir, I, hello. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah. It was just it was it was so negative. I just I grew up for way too long being told that like pleasure was a negative thing and it was something that I was not allowed to act upon. And yeah, and I think that's wrong. Cause porn because porn, I mean, it is a pleasure thing. Like it's a pleasure thing. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. 
I'm very open with, I'm very open with my boyfriend about, uh, when, when I'm watching porn or what I'm watching. And he's like, Maggie, I think you watch more than I do. And I'm like, well, (laughs) (laughs) thanks. All right. (laughs) So, yeah, that's literally the same with me. Like they brought those motherfuckers in when I was 11. I was in fifth grade. Yeah. And literally, they told us about our period. I got to know what that was. But anything in regards to sex, I did not get specifics. I didn't know. And don't even, like, we didn't even get into same-sex sex, how to do that, like, in a safe way. Like, of course not. Oh, my God. There was no safe sex education in my school. There was only, um, what the fuck is it called when you're not allowed to have sex? <laughs> Abstaining. Yep. Yeah. Yes, there was only abstinence. That was the only option, which is so much more harmful than just educating everyone for any type of partner that they're going to have in their life. Like, people need to know those things. Like, I didn't know what a dental dam was till I got to college. I was like, you can have. You don't know what a dental dam is. It's not like a thing. Yes, so that you can give oral to a woman without like worrying about getting an STD. Oh, straight up. It like it's like a stretchy piece. Oh my god, sex education. Okay, so it's this stretchy piece. It's like the same material as a condom, and you just lay it over a vagina, and then you give oral like you normally would. But there's a barrier between your mouth and the vagina so that no STDs can like spread. And if you want to use that, like you can. And if you don't want to, if you're with a long-term partner and you're like fuck that, don't. But like. Those things aren't discussed. How, like, two men have safe sex. Like, condoms should still be used because you can still spread HIV. Like, we didn't learn about anything like that. And that creates more danger than it does anything else. Uh That's why at literally freshman year of college was the first time I was ever, like, accepting and a little bit open about my sexuality. Um, In that we had, there was literally, like, this safe sex like night we played like bingo and they gave away condoms I think we all got tested for I was gonna say AIDS that is not oh, true I don't think we that's got, what it was <laughs> yeah I don't know I feel like, like I got my general I got my no I got my finger pricked oh yeah maybe you I don't know I don't remember I don't know I don't remember anyway um okay. it was just this very open night where they were giving away condoms and and what do you dental what dental dams guys oh dams dental dams like like dam like the word dam like you know like a dam yeah i love that i didn't explain what it was i just kept saying (laughs) we know what a dam is (laughs) i just said it like four times and expected you to understand um i did i did funny (laughs) enough i think i got one my freshman year of high school yes no, my I think I got one my freshman year of college, um, and I just threw it away. Like, honestly, maybe like a week ago because I never used it. Um, but that was the first time I remember going up to someone who was there just openly talking about like um, relationships with same sex partners, and I was like, I think I like women I don't know what to do about it and so (laughs) they were were super nice and they just gave me a bunch of like information and where I could go if I needed to talk to um 
whoever, just like a, a, a safe space. And also just a lot of sex education for both um, male partners and female partners. So it was yeah. fun. I liked it. It was good. It's so interesting that we all didn't like really get safe sex talks till college. I think because they know that like college is a time where many people get sexually assaulted. And so ed- information is power for both parties to know yes. like what consent is. So I guess it's good. It's a good thing, but it's so sad that it took so long because I know the majority of people here were, were sexually active before coming to college. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. To, to, to some extent. Yeah, to some extent. Yeah. But I think I learned a lot just from my mom because she was so open. So I felt like I was pretty, I knew what I needed to know from her. That must have been so cool. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, but at the same time, it's oh annoying. So I was like, I was like, okay, I get it, mom. Please get out of my face right now. It's <laughs> a Tuesday night, and I'm trying to go to bed. Um, okay, so I have one last question for you guys to end this. What is one piece of advice you give to someone looking to find more pleasure in their sex life? Oh my God. I think the same thing that I said earlier, and um. For me, I have found the most pleasure in being with someone who I am my authentic self in front of them. Because I just feel much more beautiful um, when I'm intimate with them, knowing that they've seen me at literally my worst. (laughs) Um, And they're still willing and wanting to um, be physically intimate with me. It just makes it so much more fun. And um reing I guess there's no like standard we're just kind of doing what feels right doing what feels comfortable and we go from there but also if you are in your whole phase do it live it live your truth but be safe about it <laughs> live <Sure>. laugh love <laughs> live, laugh, <have> sex. <laughs> my thing I think I would say ah uh, maxima okay in order to enjoy anything sexual with another person, you first have to be comfortable with them and you have to be comfortable with yourself. Figure yes. out what you like on your own and then show it to that person or explain it to that person in detail so they know how to give you the best experience. If you yes. know what you like going into something, then there's less questions about it. You just like tell them, hey, this is something that I enjoy do it please and then they tell you what they like and then you both have a good experience that's my thing yes (laughs) oh yes I really like that you said that it also sex is also just so much more enjoyable when you know you are also giving pleasure to your partner yeah so good thing I like that you added that yeah communication is is the biggest thing um vital is key well guys we I, yeah. <laughs> like, I really don't know how to end this right now. Sounds like you're announcing something. Well, guys, we just, it's we just, been fun. We just spilled, like, very personal details. Yeah, we did. Um, I'm okay with it. No, but I was thinking, like, I wanted to have this conversation, and I was like, okay, who would be the best people to have this conversation with? And Besties! Yeah, <laughs> it's like, it has to be Maggie and Alex, because it just has to be. Um, and 
I hope that people listening to this will feel more confident and more comfortable in like their sex life and you know what they want out of it and their sexuality just in general um and so I'm sure that this conversation like helped somebody in that way I hope so yeah me too I straight up forgot that we were recording this low-key so this was just like me talking to my friends <laughs> so there's that <laughs> I know I'm like shit, some of the stuff I need to I cut out I was like oh shit there's gonna be like people listening to this that's cool though I'm glad I hope it helps <laughs> no I, I think it also just shows people that it's okay to talk about this kind of stuff yeah and yeah I, I really like what you said about the education piece as well like people need to know this and it's it's okay you shouldn't feel ashamed yeah and I love like, being a young woman it's so empowering. Now you know about dental dams. <laughs> and I, think, I think I think the one I had was like strawberry flavored. Yes, uh, they come in flavor. Yeah. Sorry, yes. not important. Oh, I don't know. Trying to give us a nice cap on the episode, and we keep talking. Yeah. So basically, guys, <laughs> just a little recap. <laughs> Have the whole phase. That's okay. That's totally fine. Um, set boundaries in your relationships. Have safe sex. Communicate. And communicate. And that that's yes. that. Thanks yes. for listening. Yay! 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 Was it really that bad, Alex? No, I had a good time. I got comfy.